2: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket Simon Mann isn't with me today He's heading off to Australia So he's in the air at the moment Time for reflection I guess for him and for all of us Um, We're still reeling from the harrowing testimony of Azeem Rafiq on Tuesday in front of the DCMS It was powerful, it was emotional, it was really heart-wrenching I know I'm not alone in being shocked and ashamed at how he and clearly so many other cricketers of Asian extraction or other ethnicity really have obviously suffered. It's truly appalling. I feel like I've tried over many years to understand these situations and issues and attempted to engage with them, but I realise now how little we did comprehend what was really happening. We, as a community, have totally failed them and in so many ways the stories emerging today about Rafiq's own past mistakes should not obscure his vital message that our supposed culture of inclusivity and diversity is really a sham. We need to do so much more, and in so many ways. And I'll give you an example. A few years ago, my son Billy was playing in a Colts game for Acton uh, against Austerley. And in the Osterley team, I came across some really talented, enthusiastic players of Afghanistani origin uh, you know some 15 year olds 14 year olds brilliant left arm fast bowler brilliant batsman clever leg spinner and some great fielders actually as well and they were really exciting cricketers I was struck by how good they were and I walked around the boundary uh, sort of watching the game from different angles and chatting to some of the fathers and mothers who, who were there watching their sons play and you know they were all mostly either born in Afghanistan or parents were Afghanistani and I said, oh, these guys are really talented have you, are you, any any of them played Middlesex under 15s or no the, was the answer no the, none of them had had any contact with Middlesex at all and I've no idea why but I thought, well this is extraordinary. I mean these guys could be absolute revelations in county cricket at junior level and so I said to the fathers, look, I promise I'll mention this to Middlesex and and I did. I did say it to, to a few people at Middlesex, but, um, but you know, was there any proper engagement made? Not to my knowledge, no. I, I didn't follow it up. They didn't follow it up as far as I know. And I just think these communities have felt so ostracised and alienated, and in many cases discriminated against and verbally abused as well. And no one, or not many people, have really listened or done anything about it. No wonder... Rafiq does not want his children to get involved in cricket. Among many things that need to change is dressing room culture. That clearly is so obvious. What Rafiq and so many others in county and club dressing rooms as well have suffered was clearly blatant racism. Cricket dressing rooms, professional and amateur, can be harsh places and ugly truths are often spouted, but there's a line you mustn't cross. And that clearly has been to a terrible and astonishing degree. I told the story on a recent podcast, actually, about Marcus Truscothic and the fact that when he came into the England side for the first time around about 2000, 2001, he was quite shocked by the the sort of piss-taking, Mickey-taking, even sometimes worse in the England team. And he said to Nasser Hussain, who was captain at the time, Surely we just need to be nicer to each other. Can't we Can't we be nicer to each other in the team? And it was a perfectly reasonable request. And that applies to us all. Players, coaches, supporters, even armchair viewers. We want cricket to be a game for everyone. And as Stephen Fry so eloquently put in his MCC Spirit of Cricket lecture the other day, ironically the same day as Rafik's testimony, he said... Unless our sons and daughters, with a desire for a life in cricket, are confident that cricket wants to have a life with them, the spirit of cricket's flame will flicker and go out. So, to explore this subject a little further, I invited into our virtual cricket club last night former England cricketer Dean Headley, now a schoolteacher at Stamford in Suffolk. He's the son of Ron Headley, the former Worcestershire and West Indies left-hander, and grandson, of course, of the great George Headley, the Black Bradman, they called him. Dean was brought up in Birmingham by a white mother and a black father. And I actually played with him for a short time at Middlesex before I retired. And he eventually moved on to Kent and had a successful, albeit injury ruined career in the England team. So I wanted to know from Dean what his experiences had been like growing up in Birmingham and also what he thought of the rafiq testimony
0: i think it's a personal story i think that it has happened to probably quite a lot of people in various different levels and i think that it's going to open up a can of worms across the whole of sport i don't think it'll be cricket i think it will be all in fact i would say Pretty much, if you went to every organisation in this country 30, 30, 40 years ago, you will find racial abuse that has gone on. So it's how much of this kind of worms were you open? How much will you try and compensate? And are we looking to educate to go forward? Um, I always say to people, if you don't teach young kids what racism is, how, how, how can they be it? But we teach young children what racism is, we teach them what bigotry is, we teach them all this information, but we also forget, we also teach them how to be it. Um, and I ask that question a lot, even at school, why teach children about racism at such a young age? They can they can probably deal with it more when they're teenagers, but um, I think we, if we just center on good manners, good respect, behaviors, and if we center on behaviors and teach those i don't think we need to teach behaviors just through um especially at a young age um and also you know from i mean i've got a situation where i've got my granddad my dad me all i'll tell you is that what i went through pales insignificance to what my dad went through and then obviously what my granddad went through my dad It wasn't as bad for my dad so it's um i think the world is getting better but i think that we are i've got to be very careful here we are in the culture of somebody must be to blame and sometimes that is true but i think that we are going to run down a route where everything, you won't be able to say anything to anybody. Um, and that's not decrying this case because I've not heard the details. Um, but I would say that, you know, when I played, I think the, the second team circuit was a lot of clubs. There was a lot of bullying going on that went on. Um, not just racism, but just general bullying. Um, and it was sort of seemed as um, a rite of passage, if you like. If you can get through this you can get through anything um and in some ways they were right but there are some people who who don't get through it and get scarred by it Hmm. so what
2: did you experience and how did you get through it
0: um i got taught that see to be honest anybody i i don't have a problem with not people not liking me because of the color of my skin you know they've, they've they've got a right to believe what they want to believe. However, I do have a problem if they try and influence others too. So, for me, um, if I was in a bar and somebody called me a name, I wouldn't go fighting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't back away. i just like think. I Really feel. I feel sorry for them. I would. I wouldn't make myself the victim. I make. I make them the person that I feel sorry for. And that's 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 my upbringing. It's a personal thing. My mum and dad, you know, they went through a lot. My mum is white, my dad is black. Um, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. So when my mum and dad went to get married, uh, sorry, they got married, they were buying their house and the road that they went to buy the house in the cul-de-sac, um, my dad found out that the consortium was being formed by the men in, the, in that road to buy the house and sell it at a later date. So he couldn't move in. You know, so that, that sort of thing, you know, my mum would have, um, letters to the door monkey lover, um, you know, and, and also, and also people don't realize that 60, you know, less than 60 years ago in 19, I think it's 1964. Um, the conservative slogan in the smevic by-election, was official slogan, and I don't know whether I can use this word, but I will. Um, if you want a nigger for a neighbour, vote Labour. That was an official, because I'm I'm just quoting a fact. That was an official slogan of the Conservative Party that they apologised only recently for, and that's 60 years ago, guys. And that sort of thing doesn't happen now, but. I think that 30 yeah. 30 years ago i think yeah there, there were times that you know you had jim davidson you had love the i neighbor you had different things that we all laughed at um there's another one and, and it was a like an english an english uh college uh for teaching foreign people how to speak english and it had an indian a pakistani uh an italian a greek a yeah, French person, and uh, you know, and it, basically the whole humour was them all having a go at each other all the time. Uh mind your language, it was called. Cool. So I look at this world that my sons are living in and 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 it's a really good world. We've still got our problems, but it's way better than when I got brought up in the 70s and 80s. And we still we still got loads mm. to go to to be respectful f- for each other, but I've been phoned or contacted about four or five times in the last um, two days to go on TV programmes, talk about it. I'm happy with with my story. I know a lot of people aren't happy with their story. Did I get abused? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do I want to talk about it? Not really. Um, I did a documentary for Sky. I spoke about it then. Yeah, went to watch uh, Cunningham, Regis, and Batson play for West Brom. Used to sit on, and fifteen thousand people were throwing, you know, people were throwing bananas, everything. So, have we moved on? Yeah, I think we have. Have we still got some lessons to learn? Yes. Does social media make it worse? Yeah, definitely. It just like magnifies everything, you know you got to look at people's intention before you look at whether you should slate them or not. And intention is very important for me. uh, Context, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is context. It's not just the words that you use. So for instance, uh, if I call, say if you're white and you called somebody a black so-and-so, um, why have you called him that? Well, perhaps you don't know his name. Perhaps that's the easiest description. Is it any different to calling somebody fat or spotty or four eyes or whatever? Um, I don't think black is a racist word. I think it's a word that follows it that causes the problem. So if I say, look at that good looking black girl, is that a racist comment? I don't know. I, I don't know what the world makes of it. For me, it's not. Okay. Uh, did Did you um, Did you meet your grandfather? yeah i did i met him at the age of uh when i was 11. he came over and he met him once for a couple of days a tiny little man he was about i don't know five foot seven i think um and and then that's that's it that's the only time that i saw him so it's quite weird when people talk about my uh my my family history and i meet loads of people who know my granddad better than i do but it's been really interesting over the years to read about him, but I always look at him as my granddad, not as George, just George Hedley, the great West Indian batsman. And um, you, you probably see, have you seen any footage of it? Have
2: you seen any foot? Is there any footage of him batting? I, I'm not, I don't think I've seen any actually.
0: Have you seen any? Yeah, I've seen a little bit. Yeah. 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 He used to have his hands really wide apart, one at the top, mm. one at the bottom. Um, supposedly a really good, bad wicket player. As in, you know, when the wickets got really bad, he, he, he probably averaged more than anybody. Mm. Um, obviously at the time, you know, there's some talent in the West Indies. Um, I mean, he was the first black captain of the West Indies as well. Yeah. Um, Frank Wall was the first official, but he was the first one to captain them in a test match. Yeah. Um, Jeff boycott likes that fact. Actually, he knows that fact. He and a lot of people that. don't. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that the West Indies team was half white mm. in the early early stages. Um, <clears throat> you know, we um, <clears throat> we had um, in in the Cricketer
2: magazine's hundredth anniversary issue, we had uh, Pelham Warner uh, uh, an interview with his granddaughter mm. because Pelham Warner founded the Cricketer, and Pelham Warner was born in Trinidad one of 22 children mm-hmm. and he captained england and his brother who had a name beginning with c i can't remember the name now um like clyde or something like that mm-hmm. he captained west indies so you actually had two brothers
0: captain, captain on the size of an international in an international team and um um i mean i'll, t- I'll tell you a story I'll tell you, so you're talking about george so you got the black badman yeah yeah something yeah. that were called Bradman, the white Headley. So when I was playing test cricket, um, Athers, um, he used to call me the beige Bradman. <laughs> Did they? Uh, And he called me the beige Bradman because he said, obviously, the batting jeans is faded. <laughs> so he, obviously the black Bradman, he called me the beige Bradman, which I thought was very funny.
2: So Dean Headley finishing those series of quite profound thoughts actually with a a lighter note uh, to to end with and uh, good of him to give up his time on behalf of the Professional Cricketers Trust, the charity we support this virtual cricket club is in aid of to help the charity that helps cricketers who have fallen on hard times and so on. Um, We've got a nice list actually of, of potential guests coming up in the next month or two, Paul Nixon, Alex Tudor. Stephen Fry has actually promised to come on which would be fun Philip Defratis talk about the ashes and perhaps also some of the issues that they faced in their career some of those guys um, so you can join us by going to worldsbestcricketclub.com and it's become a real little community that club uh, with lots of members from all over the world from all races and ethnicities and one of the features of our club is to allow Uh, everybody to have their say uh, sort of after the the main interview and obviously ask questions of our guest as well and we've had some interesting thoughts over the the last few months particularly uh, picking up on this racism story and one person who was a a, an interesting guest or a member last night was Umar Mughal a family from Pakistan Uh, he comes from the Bradford area He's a finance analyst for Mercedes-Benz now, but played cricket in the the 90s in Bradford and is now a coach. And so his story was really interesting. This is Umar Mughal.
1: uh, I've been a level two for for five years. I'm doing a level three. Yeah. Interestingly, I played in the Bradford League um, in the 90s. So Mm. I think to put it in a nutshell, I think when you say say institutionally racist, that means everyone's racist, but that's not the case. I'd say... Directly, the guys I played with, probably two or three out of the, the 11, were openly racist and would crack jokes and whatever. Mm. But the, the sad part was the, the majority wouldn't say, oh, mate, that's wrong. You know, don't don't say that, even if, if they knew it, it was not, if it was, it was wrong. So I think that's what has to change. And now I coach at Bedfordshire the 14s. And broadly, my age group is, is half posh school, white kids, half Luton Asian kids. Mm. And it's brilliant because it's it's that's the mix we want, and they mm. interact. There's no kind of uh, well, I don't think there's any class barrier. But equally, I think up to up to the our community or the black community to go and do your level twos go and coach, go and get involved. Because mm. until we do that, then the coaches the coaches will all be white people. So I think you know I think the next generation is key. Break down barriers. Mm. Also, we need to get more involved. So my parents just always say, "Oh, that's the way it is." Absolutely. If you get called the P word or whatever. That's the way it is. We had it far worse, so they would always go, "Oh, we had it far worse in the '60s." But I think, yeah, if we get more involved, that's the way forward. Did you did you see the did you see Afiq's testimony yesterday? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, watched it in chunks, and a lot of what he said I can relate to in terms of. Uh, he, I think what it was, they didn't want to. I felt in Yorkshire in the way I, played, I mean, I I played in the Bradford League, so you had the Saturday English League, the Sunday Asian League, and it was complete <laughs> two different worlds completely and um i think the saturday league they didn't want to know us like why do you fast why are you praying why this what why don't you eat bacon you know there was just kind of i think there was that lack of understanding as to why we do things um which made us more isolated it just kind of made the made the, made the issue worse actually the, the one of the lads who um, made a complaint about some batty he played with me for five years in juniors and he, he was fantastic yeah. uh, actually i met him a few years ago um he, he's, he's, still, he's still heartbroken by it. He goes, I was, "He was so good, he was so good, but he just felt the doors weren't, weren't open for him. It, it, it was just blocked, was it? His route was sort of uh, inhibited." Yeah, yeah, I think what it is like if if you abuse someone, whether they're black, white, uh, homosexual, whatever, it just it just chips away, at you, doesn't it? It just nibbles mm. away, nibbles away, nibbles away, and you end up feeling this big uh, for mm. no reason. So it's like we love the game, but felt the game didn't love us, and. After I left for uni, for 15 years, I didn't I didn't touch a battle ball. Then my son was born, I've got back into it, so. Wow. So, yeah, uh, it, do, it does affect you. And I think a lot of things that were said, you think, oh, yeah. That, like, I mean, being be, be honest, the, the, the P word and curries, these were standard yeah. terms, I've so been honest, I've so been honest. It was mm. kind of, oh, and then if you said a word, like, oh, you got a chip on your shoulder, we don't want trouble causes, you know, you'd be grateful to play here, you know, but these were the kind of mm. things that were happening i mean i am quite i mean i know i'm quite active in the group on this thing, but i'm very upset with the orchestra because they had a chance to own it so yeah we messed up let's move forward but they covered it up sorry i cut him off there
2: actually because the line went down and somebody interrupted him as often happens with uh, these these forums online but some somber thoughts some moving thoughts there from umar mughal who is now coaching in bedfordshire and obviously doing a good job. And he he spoke candidly there about his experiences. And I I guess these sort of experiences are are really shared up and down the country in all sorts of different environments, Uh, not just in Yorkshire, but a lot of other places as well. You know, there's no doubt that we just have to do more. We have to listen. We have to take account of everything that is said and try and become much more inclusive and diverse as a cricketing establishment and give everybody a chance. It should be, as I said earlier, a game for everyone. And we'd like to hear more from you, actually. I mean, if you want to join our club, world'sbestcricketclub.com, it is £6 a month, uh, but you get a live interview every week. And we've also created this WhatsApp group, which is very active and lots of interesting views on there. It's become a real community. Uh, As you could hear there, there are some people able to voice some very coherent and uh, you know penetrating views uh, it is a really good forum for airing whatever you need to get off your chest so please join us worldsbestcricketclub.com we'll have another guest next week as i said uh, from that list earlier and you know this has been a, a somber week for cricket let's look forwards and make it better from here
1: thanks for listening